Ready? Three, two, one, action! Making sense. Okay, so recently there has been this tweet going viral because the headline that stated giving sanitary pads help women prevent frequent pregnancy. What? Oh, okay. I actually saw this topic trending on Twitter, but like, I didn't know it started <laughs> off with something like this. Yeah, I mean like the headline is very misleading in a way because uh, not many people are educated mm. on this matter. But it is an ongoing issue, Denise. Yeah, I remember watching like a documentary about this thing where women in like underprivileged areas, especially India, they would rather bear a child for nine months rather than having period. It's really sad to think that some people have no option but to get mm. pregnant because they can't afford sanitary pads. So that's why this week, let's bring up this issue and let's talk about period poverty. That's right. And if you don't know what period poverty means, it's actually defined as inadequate access to menstrual hygiene tools and education, including but not limited to sanitary products, washing facilities and waste management. Yes, and with that, this week we have very special guests to talk regarding this matter. First up, we have Sarah with us today. <laughs> so, a little bit about Sarah. Um, she is a TEDx speaker who has also published a few books and recently was featured in Today I Learned by Libres Malaysia. Mm. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you for that really lovely introduction, Aisha. <laughs> Too nice in a way. But <laughs> I am 20 years old. I am in my second year political science, majoring in public administration and international relations. Sounds really boring, but to be honest, I'm just there for like the gender studies. We haven't gotten there. I will get there soon. And <laughs> I think I'll be teaching the class, especially if we get like a male lecturer for it, you know? Yeah. And... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also so excited for our discussion today. Yes, thank you so much. It's like big brains coming here. <laughs> and next, we have Azash Maima from Taylor's Diadem. Thank you, Denise. Hi, everyone. My name is Aza. I'm design director for Diadem and also a first year Bachelor of Social Science student. I'm also a major in international relations, you know, Sarah. <laughs> Super excited to be here to share my bit on period poverty today. Thanks for having me. I'm moving to Taylor's tomorrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> come here, come here. <laughs> I'll wait for you by the lake. <laughs> okay. So I'm very, very excited because this is another and it's like an all-girls episode. Match our theme actually for this month, which is women and wealth. So as I was saying, as not only girls, but as decent human beings, I think it's very important that we highlight and discuss about menstruation. So period is not a luxury. Now let's talk about this. Sarah, what are your thoughts? Okay, so the whole idea of period is not a luxury. It's I think it's hard for people to digest that simple concept and narrative. I mean, it's just four words, but people still think like... You know, it's a it's a privilege to have a period or it's your responsibility and you deserve to be burdened by it, mm. you know, as though they're punishing us for being a woman. As if it's not enough that every month our uterus punishes us for being pregnant. <gasps> and then they exactly. have to add in the patriarchy and misogyny of all. Like, calm down. Because the thing about period and menstruation, it's health. It's, it's biology. It's knowledge. It's the human body. Like... 
um, the idea of sex education is not very popular in Malaysia, but elsewhere, you will learn more about the male body than you do about the female body. And it all starts there, you know, it, it, it cycles around the idea that women are lesser beings and having your period or being able to menstruate, those things are weaknesses that you have to be responsible for rather than something that is a basic human right, which actually is, you know? So all the problems that surrounds this idea that women are lesser due to our biology is just, is just so sad, given yeah. that this is the biology that allowed us to create 7 billion human beings in the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Put it in that context, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's it can be a luxury since everything is so expensive you have mm. yeah you know it can be a luxury but it's not supposed to be it sucks that we have to yeah. pay the price of being a woman on top of paying the price of being a human so yeah like pets are so expensive and like an average pack of like 16 sanitary pets is about 10 ringgit and like tampons 16 tampons is like 25 ringgit so is this like what the pink tax means like it's like so expensive like, yeah, absolutely. Have mm. you have you went to like Watsons and compared the price of the male shaver and yeah. male shaver? Oh my god. Pink yeah, pink. just because it's pink, you know? Yeah. 100% uh, with you guys on this. It's indeed unfair for women and girls to have to pay extra amount of money to access uh, basic uh necessities such as menstrual products mm. um, and for Malaysia I think we've taken a step forward beginning uh, 2018 when the government decided to exempt menstrual products from uh, the tax charges the SST um, to counter the now uh, eliminated GST mm. uh, so that's, that's uh, I guess if we can put it in one way the P, uh, pink tax is partially eliminated uh, but not fully yet because there are other products other um, you know products that are still you know that women still have to pay yeah a much higher price than male uh, men uh, products that you that are used by men That's so um, on the topic of period poverty as mentioned um, like you guys said, there was a tableau on Twitter regarding this very topic. This happened right after the budget 2022 tabling in the parliament um, as the government, the current government has agreed to provide free personal hygiene kits on a monthly basis oh. to underprivileged families, uh, B40 families, mm -hmm. um, in order to tackle period poverty that is, you know, all that's been talked about right now um, and reports saying that over 130,000 people, uh, teenage girls, will be able to benefit from this. And of course, a lot of us in Malaysia are in support, are on board with this initiative, but there, unfortunately, are also many others who are clearly unfamiliar with the evidence uh, and the rampantness of poverty that they fail to see the relevance of this issue and mm. how detrimental it is to many uh, girls and women out there. It's actually very worrying, yeah? Um, like you guys said just now, a lot of girls had to skip school because uh, they couldn't afford to buy sanitary products. They also couldn't, you know, they also had to undergo all these social stigmas. Uh, women uh, resorted to pregnancy just so they don't, just so they can avoid yeah. getting their periods. And again, uh, this is this can also be associated with um, a major economic uh, disparity. 
So as you can see, this initiative right here couldn't come soon enough. So we can further prevent period poverty from widening. And I would argue that it is relevant on so many levels. I cannot imagine others who think otherwise. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with every single thing that you said. <laughs> Plus, like, um, you know, like how Malaysia everything like goes viral very quickly because mm. they put like very controversial headlines. But in a way, it's kind of good, you know, that <laughs> Malaysian people are always like cepat je nak go like viral yeah. for these kind of things because, like, in a way, we're educating them about period poverty, and the issue was like race and then. So um, like uh, what Aza mentioned also, like some people perhaps assume like urban po- poor communities in Malaysia aren't like that bad because they are provided with shelter by the government. But the truth is the social economic gap in Malaysia is huge. So with that said, what are your thoughts on how our government, schools and the communities in general react to this matter? I think, I think let's just... I'm just going to be very blunt, but very I think really like absolutely, I don't think no matter how well you can say they're doing if there is still tens of thousands of people retweeting very problematic opinions on women's mm. bodies given by straight men then you know, like there is still that pressure of being a woman that unnecessary burden added to us in the first place mm. and the way in which people react to this situation to the fact that some of us cannot afford to buy sanitary products or you know because it's not just buying pads or tampons mm. it includes buying those pink panadols it includes that's true that's contacts. true um, for some of us, it's buying, uh, wait, should I expose myself? Yep, buying like two pints of Baskin Robbins. <laughs> chocolates, chocolates. <laughs> through your menstrual cycle. And it's just lack of education sponsored mm. by the party. Because they think we can have, we can wear one hat for the entire day. <gasps> for the entire true. Oh my gosh. Like, okay, you know, fun fact. Um, the average amount of blood we let out during our menstrual cycle is only like four tablespoons. And when people found that out, when these males on Twitter found out, they were what? like, hello, empat tablespoon je, why do you need to buy three yeah. packs of overnight? Hello, oh my God. You know, it's such basic knowledge. The reason as to why it's such a luxury sometimes to have your period is because when you're first starting, you'll have some spotting. So you need pendulum. That's true. Mm. And then in the morning, you need the normal-sized pads. At night, you need to wear the overnight pads. Like, it's, it's very hard to be a woman, to navigate through all of these nuances. And people uh-huh. still don't understand that fact. The reason mm. is to why we we have to push for subsidies for period uh, products. We have to push for more awareness because it's just so sad looking at these people in class, thinking the the sticky part of your pad is supposed to go on your vulva <laughs> rather than on your panties. You know, yeah. that influences society as a whole to look at period poverty as a small issue when it is not. Mm-hmm. It affects us to a high degree because it's our health and it's our body, hence it's our right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. In terms of education, sometimes like even girls that have nobody to teach them how to properly take care of their own hygiene, which is also a problem for their own health. And like also like yeah. during the start of the pandemic, I feel like while there were a lot of movements, you know, distributing food, like the white flag campaign and stuff, people forgot that like sanitary products are a necessity for women. And the Lost Food Project, which is a NGO that distributes food 
at first, they actually distributed over 60,000 tier attacks to families last year itself. I actually was like really intrigued by what Sarah said earlier because, mm. um, you know, like, can you imagine why would they sell like 44 cm pads? Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> a I mean, panty size. <laughs> yeah, like, there's even like a panty, like a pampers style yeah. pad, you know, like, I mean, to be honest with you, if like guys were to live as girls during period, mm, <laughs> I doubt that they could handle like the pain. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, to add to Denise's points, also I believe that these days there are more than just sanitary pads. There are also menstrual cups, reusable mm. pads, and which of course can be reused. It's more sustainable as well. Um, I'm not sure how um, like these are personally because I've never tried um, reusable like menstrual cups or reusable pads. Um, but do you guys think that these could help aid in reducing period poverty? As the issue is that the B40 community does not have access and somewhat privileged mm-hmm. to purchase like sanitary pads every month. Uh, so and have like proper waste management. So would this actually help? I don't think it would directly help uh, tackle. Um, period poverty, especially to help in aiding the B40 community. Um, but I believe that the point, the purpose of having these options are so women can find something that suits them. Mm-hmm. I personally have tried using a, per, uh, a menstrual cup before. I will be honest, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> I'm still going back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. with conventional pads, the Libreth ones, and I'm absolutely, you know, I'm absolutely thankful that I have all these options around me. You can actually Mm. uh, find menstrual cups in your grocery stores. If you go to, uh, you know, Watson's uh, popular brand, I think it's called The Hive. So uh, they're everywhere and they're Mm. they're great, you know, for our uh, community. They're eco-friendly, you know, for those who are looking for alternatives. and for these menstrual cups, you don't actually need to spend a lot of money to purchase them every single time you're on your period. You don't actually have to dispose them every single time you're done with it. Um, and just to give you a little idea for what a menstrual cup is and how it works, um, it's typically made out of rubber or silicone. Um, and you can insert it up your vagina and it will uh, trap or accumulate all the fluid. I think it's a great idea if um, companies would like to distribute them um, to um, the B40 communities uh, or anyone who's in need. But before that, it's also important uh, for them to be educated on how it is used, if it's suitable for them. Like we have all these options, but the lack of information is also something that we need to worry about because for menstrual cups, you need to weigh in certain factors if mm. you know age-wise if it's what is your length of your cervix cervix um uh what else um your the flow. amount of flow you accumulate yeah. daily mm. so you know um it would be best i think for corporate companies i think uh, maria chin uh, the mp has already said this before that uh, she suggests corporate companies to tap into the B40 market and also the rural communities in Pahang, in Guamusang, Sabah, Sarawak. You take a look at these people. You understand what is, why in the 21st century, in 2021, there's still a lack of access to menstrual products because there are no demands, I would say, Mm. because um, no one's asking 
for sanitary pads. No one's asking for menstrual cups. I don't think they even know. A lot of yeah. them know what menstrual cups are. You see areas, you know, you really got to take a look at the, like you said, the socioeconomic factor. Just because an area is considered a wilayah, you know, a region, a banda, persekutuan or whatever, doesn't mean, you know, you also need to look at the literacy rate. Doesn't mean people know what's happening outside, what's available today in this day and age. So um, not just educate the students, the uh, teenage girls, but mothers, teachers, they also need to be aware of what's available. So That's I think true. great that great that we have all these options available, but information is key. Like they need to know first and foremost, uh, what are these things and what Uh, for for retailers, for uh, manufacturers, what are the best ways? What are the best methods to act to approach them, to reach out to them? And I believe this will partially help tackling um, our issue of period poverty. But there are many, obviously, a lot of other stuff that needs to be considered as well, mm. um, especially financially. So yeah. I agree with everything Azar just said. I just want to add a little nuance echoing uh, her point on education because period poverty isn't just the um, economic disadvantage to purchase uh, any products surrounding the idea of menstruation, but it's also the surrounding taboos that contributes to that economic disadvantage. So it's things like culture and religion that often gets in the way of women being able to take care of themselves mm. when it comes to menstruation, right? So like a very popular case a couple of years back is the fact that um, very Islamic problematic person on Twitter went on this rampage saying that if you're Muslim do not wear tampons because you're going to lose your virginity if you oh my god you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't like the, the thing is hmm. um, most menstruators they prefer wearing tampon if they're going for uh, sports activities like horseback yeah. riding you know mm. or even when it comes to gymnastics yada, yada yada it's just more comfortable for them it's all about comfort and accessibility in that sense and these men simply think you know you buying those products is for pleasure somewhat pleasure seriously oh. you think I want to suffer on the bathroom wow. every seven days every month of my entire life I don't think so so the reason is why this is very problematic and a hard part to uh, a hard part to solve in the education aspect of solving period poverty is the fact that most of the period problems that we have starts off at a very young age they are indoctrinated by their parents who most likely carry those values who will tell them you cannot wear tampons you cannot wear diva cups mm. and later you're you're no longer a virgin yeah be a good wife nobody wants to marry you all of those things you are guilt tripped from accessing comfort and you know from accessing what is what should be considered as a basic right for you mm. and yeah that sucks so most of these uh girls grow up thinking you cannot wear tampons, you cannot wear diva cups or menstrual cups if they know what that is. But when they have their periods, they are also thought to be ashamed of that. Mm. So period poverty, they, it, they're already having a hard time to buy uh, sanitary products. Then they also have a harder time of trying to adjust with the comfortability of their own body. So many of these girls 
start not going to schools when they're on their mm. period or start refraining from doing sports when they're on their period. They think they cannot do it. It's a disadvantage for you to be on your period, which is an, another problematic thing given you, you know how the world is today. You have to yeah. be active in school, you have to increase your participation mm. and girls are constantly disadvantaged or guilt-tripped from accessing those things, from making themselves better. Because I really like that quote, whatever you can do, I can do bleeding. And mm. the thing is, these girls don't know that. All they know is when you're on your period, you are dirty. You know? Yeah. Stick with that exactly. one habit. Don't tell anybody you're on your period. Don't ask for period products. Uh, yeah, that another thing, right? When you're in school, you you embarrassed <laughs> to ask like friends. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're embarrassed. Happened before. That's an aspect of period poverty too, where instead of asking them or buying because you're too ashamed, mm. you start using toilet paper to substitute it. Or some of these exactly. girls use socks, shove it into the, the their vaginal canal and stuff, just so that they don't have to face the embarrassment mm. faced by society to to buy sanitary products, you know? So yeah, it's 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 a little bit more nuanced than just the disability of not having money to buy them it's also the shame that restricts you from having access to buying them oh my which god. sucks <laughs> oh my I feel god. like I absolutely second that mm. Sarah um, I mean a lot of experience I recalled in um, secondary school when I was in form 1 form 2 um, I usually wouldn't get my period in school but like um, I would you know often listen to my friends be like oh, do you <laughs> like why are you whispering yeah you know? and they're gonna like pretend uh you know when somebody asks why do you have um why do you uh why do you why don't you feel well oh they're having these cramps right and i'm like oh nothing you know cramps can get very painful yes you know? and, exactly so if you just don't be embarrassed to treat yourself to address this and you know, whenever you're speaking to the uh, the nurse at the uh, at the school clinic, you you wanna you wanna be honest. And a lot of girls, you know, they they find it better. I mean, they because the the, the our upbringing says that oh, you know, you gotta be discreet if you're on your period. Mm. But there is really no reason to be discreet, mm. especially yeah. when you're in pain. You gotta tell people. You gotta tell somebody. <laughs> exactly. Want to go dying. home? Go home. You know. Someone's punching me. That's true. We would like hide the pet, you know, inside yeah. our tudos. Go to the point like, oh, we cannot see, we cannot see, because it's like something very <laughs> like, taboo. Yeah. You know, during Ramadan, when mm. you have your, when you're on your period, girl, mm. you cannot, you cannot fast. And mm. these girls sometimes starve themselves on their period because they don't want their friends to know they're on their period. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, don't starve yourself. It's holistically healthy. So it's your hygiene, it's the health. Because cramps, you know, I I I I fainted once when I was like 12 or 15 because of my cramps. Oh my and that story is shared with a lot of my other friends. <laughs> so it's like period hygiene as well as your health. Uh, mm-hmm. That can be severely damaged if you don't take care of the former. That's true. Right. If I'm not wrong, Taylor's Hostel, they actually have this workshop to make like reusable pets for like a crowdfunding project called Launchpad. Mm-hmm. And I hear like these pets can be reused up to two years, like, um, you know, by washing and reusing it. And it actually helps like 
the women they're helping to save up about 120 per year on pets. And I think like it's a really good initiative, you know, if uh, like what do you say, uh, they are educated and then they know how to properly clean the reusable pets. Um, but like how much do you girls think that we as women should set aside for sanitary products? Because it's like also a necessity. Um, well, for me constantly, I'm um, constantly experimenting mm. with uh, brands and whatever that's available in the drugstores only because they're affordable. I don't mm. really go for the premium ones <laughs> and they're available, mind you. Um, mm. I don't have a very uh, heavy flow most of the time, um, but I would change my pads, I, I guess, two to three times um, max uh, mm. per day. Um, so yeah, that said, I find myself spending um, around 8 to 10 ringgit for a 20-piece sanitary pad. They usually come in this value pack from mm. Libre. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's uh, kind of pretty much what I need. Um, and it can last me up to um, 14 weeks, you know, a max mm. tops. Uh, but I know there are people like my mom, for example, with a he much heavier flow and, you know, she would need to change five to six times, yeah, daily. Um, so, obviously, the quantity that she required for each month would, uh, uh, would increase. So, um, aside from pets, like Sarah said just now, the pink Panadol, there are other things that we need to cope with uh, period mm. pains, with the whole menstruation process um, to put it short so um, there are heating packs that we need to um, you know to for our tummies mm. um, the food that we eat as well some people really really have an extreme case of period cramps um, so that's something we need to consider obviously would uh, uh, reflect on the cost as well um, so I don't know some uh, for a month or for a for a I don't know, for a month, maybe 20 or 50 ringgit max, I will say. And mm. I think that is a very appalling thing. It's a very hard pill to swallow. Um, people should already acknowledge that menstrual products are an essential. It's a, it's a, it's a basic necessity for every household. Um, you know, unlike condoms, which one would only use occasionally. <laughs> we don't really have True. a choice. This is a monthly commitment that we signed up to, you know, like periods are constant, yeah. it requires thorough care, you don't want to contract any, uh, you know, you don't want to invite any germs. Uh, so it shouldn't, you know, when you look at the cost, it sh really shouldn't cost such a dime for you to look after yourself. And this is, I, I guess, how the paying tax uh, idea comes from that. Why do you need to pay more money uh, as compared to men, you know, uh, when it comes to basic necessities. Um, so looking at the cost, I think we can take a look at Scotland in mm. 2020. Became, they became the first country in the world to make a period products free for its citizens. And this uh, step taken by Switzerland has also been followed by a few other countries. Um, you know, a lot of people or some people would argue, oh, of course, lah, they can do that. You know, uh, their population, like 5 billion. Uh, and then you take away the, you know, you minus the male population, the female population. But uh, 
again, uh, like we said repeatedly, um, menstrual products are a basic necessity. And like it or not, um, you know, there should be action taken by those who are in power, those who have the resources to mm. make our lives easier. Um, so these allocations are necessary. These um, uh, subsidies are necessary. Awareness initiatives are vital to educate not just the, the urban population but the suburban the rural population um of so that we can ensure that our women and girls are well taken care of i really do agree about like subscription part because like we're subscribed to a mm. lifetime thingy until like <laughs> at the end of our like, you know until <laughs> menopause yeah definitely so it, it's like the whole cause of it's not just subscribe to the period you know mm. it's also subscribed to like whatever that comes with it it's like mental the cramps the well. cravings mm. mental health and stuff like that so it's really important to highlight that um, and also like about Sarah she mentioned about the religion part of it I feel like it's very upsetting that because Islam sort of wants us to you know permudahkan like make it simple you know simplify it for us especially women but how Malaysia portrays it it's very very uh, sometimes <laughs> it just gets on my nerves because like oh. this is not how it's supposed to be you know mm. and this uh, reminded me of the you know that one time when Libres actually came up with the Valva uh, art campaign mm. yeah that one was also a really hot topic because like people were like mm. <laughs> That's not right. It's very, it's memalukan. So mm. yeah, it was really. Uh, I have one too many thoughts about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, gotten into too many Twitter controversies because of mm. my thoughts on that. But basically, it's just I just wanna wanna give like a an alternative view to this whole concept that men are supposed to lead women in Islam. Mm. Let's assume that context is true. Even so, your job is to protect us, not shame us. You know? That's true, that's true. And, and like, that concept also is only like applied when it's a direct family member. <laughs> if you're a stranger speaking Kota Baru Kelantan, like, sit down. Sit down. Because you're wearing a Superman shirt from 2009, I don't want to hear your opinion on my uterus. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I, I really like this. Um, wait, I don't think I can say it. If I cannot say it, just edit it out. But I really like <laughs> I found it on Twitter, which said, No, it don't. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. It actually oh makes god. sense. So, you know, sometimes you just gotta like say it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh so it's, it's hard when um, the force, the weight of being a woman is already weighing mm-hmm. down on you and then you add up things like culture and mm-hmm. also religion being against you as a menstruator it's it's just disgusting you know because yeah. like it, it, god made me like this bro why are you <laughs> <Like>, calm down <laughs> so I wish yeah. the, the the male population who are so engrossed in religion can mm. learn a little bit more respectful in their words even if they think their words are correct and they're the only ones who are on the path of god even so it does not give you the right to make decisions or discount decisions that women make for their own bodies because it's ours not yours 
sit down. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I think like to conclude everything, poverty is not just definitely not just uh, the urban poor communities. It's mm. also us because we're poor in like terms of like education. So. Please do educate yourself, sir. Yes. Thank you so much, sir, and Aza, for chatting with us today. It's like so fruitful, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hope you guys had fun, and we're gonna wrap up this session right now. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram at taylors.akpk and also at diadem.tu, and do check out Sarah at sarah.salehan and also her cat Boba Best Boy. <laughs> You can also find Aza. You can also find Aza at Aza J E M I M A Aza Jemima on Instagram to see their latest updates. Yes, and if you're interested in educating yourselves more on the issue of period poverty, which you really should, boys and girls, Everyone. do check out pedulimera.com. They are a movement to support period poverty in Malaysia. And with that, signing off, making sense, Denise and Aisha. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.